Welcome to Conversations with Buddy, coming to you live from the Rec Podcast Recording Studio here in Kaiser, Oregon. We drop a podcast every Friday morning with a new story that will impact someone, and we hope that someone is you. Please take a moment to like and share uh, on social media your favorite story, and we want to get this out to the people and impact the world one story at a time. This morning, I'm excited to introduce you my guest and my friend, Mary Lucas. Welcome, Mary. Good morning, and God bless you, buddy. Hey, thanks for coming. This is, Thank you. This is really awesome. Well, you know I love you, and I really appreciate you, and you've got a great story. And and uh, anyway, I can't wait to just share. But let me just share a little bit about you, okay? and then we'll dive into each of these areas and dig a little deeper. I want to hear, because I always tell people, I always learn something new about the person I'm interviewing, even if I know them really well. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll be looking forward to what I learn about you. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. So you've been a wife for 31 years to a guy named Chuck. That's right. Yeah. What a lovely man. Who is now in heaven with our Lord. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk about that. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're a mother of four. Yes. And tell me the names of your kids. My children are Joshua, Zachary, Megan, and Molly. I gave birth to the two beautiful girls but I got to help raise and still continue to be bonus mom to the two boys. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Got it. And we share the name of Molly. I have a Molly and you have a Molly. So that's kind of cool. I like that you're a Nana to 10. Yes. So what's it mean to be a Nana? Oh my gosh. That is a great question. I am having friends right now who are just starting that season of being grandparents and I am 22 years into that, buddy. Wow. My oldest is 24, and my littles are 12. And they are just joyful in all of the different seasons that they have been walking through. I just love my grandkids so much. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know that you love God. You love your community. Mm-hmm. You've lived in Costa Rica, built a home there. Yeah. And lastly, that I have, uh, you're a, f- <clears throat> a founder of Crosswalk Salem, and that's really the crux of our story today. Mm-hmm. But we're going to say that to last because that's a great story. It's going to be pretty intense, maybe a little emotional. Mary, is there anything I didn't put on here that you'd want me to mention? When I returned to Salem last year, December, after some time of transition yeah. after Chuck's death, I decided to start a business that I call Mary Pops In. Mary Pops In, that's right. Yeah, so that's been really a joy filler, giving to other people and serving through my own grieving. So I think it's balanced it out, giving and grieving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's talk about a little bit real quick. Like, I want to know a little bit your backstory. You know, where'd you grow up? Mm-hmm. When did you and Chuck get married? And let's talk a little bit about Chuck. Okay. Because I know he's an important part of your life. Yes. So, I still love to talk about him. It's it's wonderful. We were just so discussing that at our um, life group the other night. It still is just so joyful to talk about yeah. who he is and what he contributed to our community, our family, my life. Yeah. Um, I was born in Washington, 
but I moved to Salem in 1970. So I really call myself an Oregonian. I graduated from McNary High School, just celebrated my 50th class reunion. Some of those folks are very old looking, buddy. Anyway, Chuck and I were married in 1990 and blended our families of the two girls and yeah. the two boys. And uh, you love that guy, didn't you? Of course I did. Yeah. Of course I did. Through all the trials and yeah. the joys. Yeah. But I think the biggest trial was our moving to Costa Rica, choosing to sell everything that we practically owned except what could go in a few totes. And we went down there initially, people may not know this, but for Chuck's neurological condition, he could hardly stand up at church anymore for a worship song, let alone go get our mail across the street, you know. And so when we were visiting our daughter, who has lived there for a very long time, Chuck felt so good. That was in 2017. And he said, I really want to come back here and just try it out. And so in May of 2018, he rented a little cabin and the neuropathy practically disappeared. And it was just such a miracle. And um, in August of 2018, he moved to Costa Rica and he never returned to our Salem community. Mm-hmm. So we were there with um, the desire to, that this would be our forever on earth home. And um, when I moved there, for good in 2019, um, I really wasn't so sure that that was going to work for me, but it worked for Chuck because he felt so well. But Mary needs a lot of social (laughs) interaction, and I was isolated on top of a mountain. Um, It was challenging, buddy. But um, So I came back to Salem, actually, for not only the Crosswalk event in January of 2020, I also wanted to return to work for a little while and keep paying off that house in Costa Rica. And then, you know what happened? COVID. Yeah. So I got stuck here, and I couldn't get back to see Chuck. So months went by, and I knew from our conversations and looking at him over our FaceTime calls that something was up with his health. When I finally got to Costa Rica in October of 2020, he was diagnosed shortly after with cancer, and it was terminal cancer. He was given a year to 18 months to live. So we had a new plan that the Lord set out for us, and it certainly wasn't one that we thought we would journey together. But God has it always under control. Yeah, he always has a plan, doesn't he? Yeah, so. Take me back. um, You guys built a home in Costa Rica. We did. So tell me about that. That that was a joy. I think. (laughs) Tell me more about it. I want to hear. Well, it was quite a process. You know, Chuck got the joy, really, of being there during the the build of that home. I got to help design it, and when I would go down on occasion in the months that I, I was able to, then I got to help decorate it and, and create, you know, what Mary and Chuck would, would call, you know, that forever on earth home. Yeah. So it was fun. It was great. And um we enjoyed some good times on that mountain, and I know it brought such joy to Chuck to be there. He couldn't have asked for any anything better 
And he said, even through his dying days, that he had lived his best life in Costa Rica, whether he was living or dying. And that was his attitude um, mm. through that journey. It was pretty amazing, and it, it actually helped me get through um, that journey of 12 months of, of providing care for my husband and watching him go from a 270-pound man to 127 pounds. And he died on Veterans Day, which was so fitting for, for Chuck because he was a veteran, and he had been listening to TAPS the morning that he um was on his way to Jesus. We didn't know that because he was still coherent. Um, but that evening, um, he went home to be with the Lord. But it was definitely on Veterans Day and not until after he had done his final salute, mm-hmm. which I captured on a photo, and it was just spo- so special. I saw the yeah. photo. Yeah. That was November 11th of 2021? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's been one year and some change. One year and a few days, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been quite a ride for you for the last year, the emotions and life. Absolutely has been. Yeah. Um, and I could not have gotten through it without having the Lord as my anchor. As we talk about as Christians needing the Lord to be our anchor through the storms so that we don't drown. You've had to lean really hard on the Lord and your friends and family during that time as well. Absolutely. Friends, family, church, you got it. And... um you know, I can say that I made it. I made it through that first year, and um, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. God is good. Um, I had to transition from living in Costa Rica, bringing a few totes back, and starting all over again. And uh, But I've been blessed in having, you know, again, a place to live and a roof over my head and um, friends and families around, and, and now my little business. And so it's it's good. It's all comforting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about, before we get to the heavy subject of Crosswalk Salem, Mm -hmm. let's talk about um, motherhood, uh, being a grandparent, a nana. Uh Let's talk about fun stuff. Okay. So um, how old are your kids? Let's talk about that. Um, What was motherhood like for you? Motherhood. (laughs) Oh, my goodness gracious. Um, You know, I was a single mom um, off and on. Um, parenting my my beautiful daughters, and um, they have grown into amazing women, amazing women of God who serve their families so well. And they have seven of my 10 grandchildren between them. Um, I would say in looking back, the younger me could have done things differently. I think we as parents can do that to ourselves, but I also rejoice in seeing what good parents, what good mommies they are in raising their children. Um, Grandparenting was a whole different journey, and my oldest now being in the Army has been just made Chuck and I both so proud, you know, um, to see him serving first in the Navy and now in the Army. Um, And our others are just beautiful young people who I adore. And in their younger years, I was able to get most of them together, not always our Costa Rica girls, but I had Nana Camp that um, I have 
been told um, should be a model, you know, of some grandparenting to others that are starting this season. But when I had Nana Camp, we would just do such fun things together. And it was all about cousin time as well. And one memory that comes to me is when I did have all 10 of them together at one table, and we celebrated everybody's birthday. And you probably are wondering, like, what? And I had made a birthday cake for every one of them. And Papa Chuck would bring a cake out to each grandchild, and we would reaffirm each one with positive affirmation. And then we would sing happy birthday to them. Mm -hmm. And then each of them had um, the opportunity afterwards to decorate their own cake. So it was great fun. Yeah. Over the years, too, we created um, what we call um, Nana and Papa Bucks. And we actually made play money like Monopoly money. And instead of giving them a big Christmas gift or lots of birthdays, because with 10, that gets to be quite a lot, um, we put money in their bank account. And then at the Christmas time, they got to open up their, their or find their bank account and try to figure out how much money they had coming to them that year. And that was always such a joyful time. And now to see my older grandkids at age 18, they're getting that money and seeing what they get to, you know, use it for. And the other day, Caleb called and says, Nana, you got to come see what I bought with my money. And he had this beautiful old truck and Papa Chuck would have loved seeing this old truck, I tell you. So mm. that's been fun. It's funny. I think uh, as we look back as parents, we we see hindsight's always twenty twenty with things we could have done better or different. But God still uses that to form our kids and in God's ways are higher than our ways, which is good because mm -hmm. in spite of who we are as parents, God can still have his way in our kids' lives. But then like you, I don't have kids, uh, grandkids yet, but I can see the real joy. It's almost like you get to relive parenthood as a grandparent and what joy mm -hmm. exudes out of people who have grandkids. And I think that's why I see from you, Mary's <laughs> the joy. And tell me about a recent trip that you took to Washington, D.C., I thought it was pretty cool. I saw some pictures, yeah. but tell us about that. Sure. I went to Washington, D.C. to visit my, my soldier, my Army soldier and hunter. Absolutely. Um, and that was so exciting to be on base, to see what he does, to kind of walk his his walk that he he does each and every day and to see all of the different monuments you know that DC has to provide and it was such a great experience just to hang out with Hunter and um, recently for Veterans Day as we celebrated Chuck's passing I was with the other Lucas boys in Anthem, Arizona. And do you know in Anthem, Arizona, they put on this amazing Veterans Day event. And it was an amazing celebration. And so to be with the boys um, to celebrate Papa and all of the other thousands of veterans was just very impactful. I will never, ever miss another Veterans Day celebration. Wow. Mm -hmm. So Chuck was, was he Army? He was Navy. He was Navy. Yeah. Awesome. Second generation, and yeah. then so from his dad, and then our oldest son, Zach, and then Hunter was in the, the Navy initially, too, for his four years. So gotcha. fourth generations, yeah. That's amazing. I know. So I think my wife and I were in Washington, D.C. about the same time you were, or we had just missed each other by I a day I think we two. just missed each other. Do you remember yeah. what date you were there? Oh, my goodness. September something. I don't gotcha. remember. We had flown back to Salem 
we were 20 days in the South on a road trip and we ended up in Washington, D.C. for three uh. days. But I think we were there on 9-11. It really wasn't until we were there like, wow, we're actually here at, on 9-11. This is really amazing. Mm-hmm. And we ended up flying out on the 13th. So, but anyway. I think we did just pass each other because I remember Hunter telling me that he and others in his unit put out all the flags at Arlington Cemetery for 9-11. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Now, I saw your post on Facebook is that you were riding with your grandson on the back of his Harley. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that true? That is so true. He had to buy a fat boy just like Papa, and I got to ride with him. That's crazy. And I said to him, gosh, you never got to ride with Papa Hunter. And he said, Nana, I ride with him every day that I'm on mm. this bike. It was great. That's <laughs> it was beautiful. so much fun. You didn't see any pictures of me on karaoke, though, did you? No. Good, because those are really kept secret. But I <laughs> did get up there and do karaoke with my grandson. What song did you sing? Oh, Sweet Caroline. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is that Neil Diamond? Oh, for sure. Yeah. It was hilarious. That's awesome. Yeah. You, you want to sing us a little No, I sure don't. Note? No, that, no, that will be another day. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't know you. Are, are you a singer, though? I no, mean, I'm not, buddy. <laughs> how about uh, you play piano? I used to. You used to? I really did this because he asked me to, because he's, he's a singer. He loves to go and hang out at karaoke places. So, you know, that's the kind of nana I am. I'll what just song do did it. he sing? Oh, I couldn't tell you. I wouldn't have known the name of it. Country or rock or? Rock. Definitely rock. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Well, I have two daughters. uh, One specifically loves to do karaoke. So, Uh uh, yeah, we'll we'll occasionally go out and do that. But Well, there you go. I'd uh, love to see you. No, no. That will never happen. (laughs) Oh, my goodness gracious. Well, this is fun so far, Mary. We're having a good time. Let's dive into a little bit more of the serious part of our story. Actually, not my story, but your story. Something happened about almost 12 years ago that will affect you for the rest of your life. And this may be a little heavy, but it's worth sharing because um, you created Crosswalk Saving. But go back to the very beginning Mm -hmm. and share that story and what you do about that today. Mm -hmm. On uh, January 1st, New Year's Day in 2011, I went down to our beautiful riverfront park just to take a walk to start that new year out in a healthy way, new resolution, right? Like we all do. And it was at 8.30 in the morning. It was a beautiful, crisp winter day. There were people walking ahead of me, walking behind me, running. You know, they had their dogs on leashes, whatever. But I was just doing my thing. I love walking. By the time I got from about the carousel near the Gilbert house, Um, My walk was halted by a person who um, put his arm around my neck. And I got to tell you, um, the first thing I thought of, I turned my neck to look up at this man. And I said, do I know you? (laughs) And I know people hear that and they just can't believe that that was my first reaction. But That's why I guess I'm, you know, Mary Poppins, because I have this little world, right, that I live in, but I thought I might have known him and that he was just a prankster. He wasn't. And um, I figured that out um, in a few seconds. And I just started screaming like I've never screamed before. 
So we wonder sometimes why God gives us the gifts that he has. And one of his gifts that he gave me was my voice that day. Well, that um, man um, dragged me down to near the waterfront, um, the, the bank of the, of the river there. Um, but he had chosen his place well. It was right under the big um, concrete blocks that practically hold up the bridge or have the gas lines or electric lines. It was a very loud place, and he knew right what he was doing, I think. And um, But the screaming continued um, and continued until he was on top of me. And then uh, he said to me very clearly, stop your screaming. And I looked over to my right. And that's when I saw that he had a nine-inch knife at my neck. So I looked up at him and obediently said, okay. And then without any more hesitation, I just screamed one more phrase out to the Lord. And I won't scream now or it will go off your charts, but Lord, help me, please. And you know what? Within seconds, the Lord provided three young men that came down that river bank that literally saved my life. Two of the three men apprehended him. The other one I thought was chasing me up the river bank because I wasn't quite sure what was happening right then, but I just needed to get out. But that dear young man, as he's following me up the river bank, kept saying, It's okay, you're safe. I've called 911. But I kept running and I kept <laughs> running to get out to the sidewalk and I ran into the arms of two men that were jogging <laughs> and they probably looked at me like, no, I know they looked at me like, what is going on? But at that point in time, I knew that at least I had protection of these arms around me. And in the meantime, within just minutes, we had six police cars down at Riverfront Park. They were able to apprehend this man and... Long story short, you know, we, we um, go through Marion County Victims Assistance Division to help with the legal process, although my husband Chuck was very skilled at doing that as an attorney, but I felt like I needed to separate myself a little bit from that and, and get the help through victims assistance. And um, in the courtroom, the day of his um, sentencing, I was invited to sit next to um, Judge, and Judge said, Mary, you're going to be safe up here. Come on up. I heard you had a few things you wanted to say to this man. So I took advantage of the opportunity, and I had written out a letter forgiving him for his act of violence. Um, and I said that I would be praying for him, that he would seek the Lord and ask for forgiveness himself. Um, while he was in prison, he was given 18 years for attempted murder, kidnapping, and attempted rape. So um, I can rest knowing that he's in the hands of Department of Corrections. I'm in the hands of the Lord. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're going to be okay. Um, but that whole event when Chuck and I were recalling it the following new year's day we invited a lot of our friends not to walk riverfront park i wasn't ready to do that but we walked another park near my neighborhood and we came back and had a soup luncheon for everybody and at the close of that i thought 
and said to Chuck, we need to give God the glory in this story. How can we do that? And it was his, his idea and then became <clears throat> his mission, his vision, that we create this nonprofit called The Crosswalk because if it wasn't for the cross and Jesus saving me, that um, I wouldn't be here today. That man told police officers that morning that he wanted to rape and kill a woman. He was that sick that he would actually admit to that. Who does that? But one of my guys that saved me, he clearly reported to me when I took him out for a thankful to you for saving my life dinner. He says, Mary, he wanted to rape and kill you. I knew it. I just knew it. And before I forget, those three men received accommodations from the American Red Cross Heroes Awards banquet that was going on. And I just love the fact that they had been convicted for choosing wrong, committing a crime, and they had been assigned to their, their civic duty down at the park. And they were the ones that day that chose good. They had to jump a six-foot cyclone fence and, and take action without really thinking about it and saved my life. So they were honored for choosing good. And I hope and pray that that has changed their life too. Anyway, um, so the crosswalk began. And um, the following year, without too much hesitation, we had our founding sponsors, and then we had more sponsors. And now we have, you know, um, a plethora of community support. And it is such a an event that God has given us because it's one of very few events, I think, where government, community, and church comes together. We're down at that park on our event day, and we're able to give God the glory, and we play worship songs, but then the DA will come on and tell everyone about what our money is, is going toward victims of crime. And it's not just victims of rape or potential rape. It is victims of crime, whether you've, you know, have experienced a burglary or in one case, a, a young woman, her husband was murdered. Um, these funds have been able to help so many hundreds of people over the years get back on their feet, even if it's for a, getting a simple um, phone or pay their rent or or fix their door, you know, that had been banged down or whatever it might be. So, you know, we're, we're nearing the $200,000 mark. It's taken us 10 years to get there, but I am rejoicing. Every time we get to do this, I'm rejoicing. And I think I told you that when it all occurred, the Statesman Journal called me that woman. And I got to tell you that that woman, God chose that woman. He chose me. Yes, he did. Because perhaps another woman would not have had the voice that he gave me. Perhaps other women had been raped along his way from when he was released from prison in Iowa until he got to Salem. But my voice 
the actions of the men that saved me stopped him. And so thank you, Lord, for choosing me. Amen. It's a heavy story, Mary. Um, it's interesting how you can still share that. I mean, going back to the guy grabbing you, like, do I know you? Like, is this a yeah. joke? Yeah. To, oh, this is real. You had no idea what was in store, but that you believed and you cried out to the Lord and he answered. That is amazing. I, um, God gives us all stories, as you know, and throughout your your conversations with others sitting here at the wreck, you've heard all those stories and how God uses them uniquely and purposefully um, to shine his light on others that are listening and or others in our lives as we go about, you know, this journey. And so the story of the crosswalk is one of many that the Lord has given me and but it's been the one that I think has impacted so many people along the way. My my story with Chuck has been amazing too and I have been able to share that with other women and come alongside their journey as they experience becoming a widow and um that's what he does. He lifts us up. And as long as we're holding on to his hand, we get to do that. Amen. And it's an honor. Yeah. You have a book in your hand right now. Um, what is the title of the book? And then what is it that you want to share with us? Because I know you want to share something yeah, with us. I, I brought this book. It's called, It's Not Supposed to Be This Way. And the author is Lisa Turkhurst. I think women that may be listening will know Lisa and and know of the quality of um, her authorship, I guess we would say. She's an amazing woman of God, a faithful servant who has been through a lot of trials. And in this particular book, it has just resonated for the last couple of years. And I, I highlighted a few things that I'd like to share that Lisa did write. So I, I don't, I'm not responsible for these words, but she's written, When we seek God, we see God. We don't see his physical form, but we see him at work and can start to see more of what he sees. Trust grows. If our hearts are willing to trust him, he will entrust to us more and more of his perspective. That's Matthew 5, 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. If we want to see him in our circumstances and see his perspective, we must seek him, his ways, and his words. That's where we find his good plans and promises for hope and a future. And I'll follow that up with, it's our choice whether we stay stuck in our hurt, in our trials, or if we become renewed in our hearts and fill it with joy. Yeah, a choice. Sometimes we don't choose to do what God wants, yet he's a loving God who he cares more for us than we care for ourselves. And I like that you read that. That's really big because you've had to make some difficult decisions on your own. You've had to learn to live life without Chuck. Yes. I mean, he was your soulmate. 
mm-hmm. your partner, your husband, somebody you loved, God gave you, mm-hmm. and uh, learning how to live life without him has been tough. Yeah, I didn't realize there was such a change in my job, job description. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you forget, you know, how much your husbands are there to hang pictures or and make sure things are are safe. You know, I've yeah. I've have forgotten to lock my door at night, and that's not okay. And um, Chuck used to go around our home even in Salem, but definitely in Costa Rica, he would go around and just say, the house is locked, Mary, we're safe. Every night. Every night. Every night. And so I have just got to get better at being a Chuck as far as my own safety. But yeah, there's so much to to learn. And um, again, I think the story that I can share then with other widows to be prepared. Yeah. Be prepared because we never know when the Lord is going to... Um, change our our journeys so wow yeah well mary as we wrap up this podcast it's been great to hear your story i have heard it but i've heard more of it today in one sitting so it's really powerful to hear it all and i think Mm -hmm. people will be impacted by this i really do um our pain and hardship is a blessing to others and god uses that he's he's the one that gets credit for that and so it's hard to it's hard to go through, but it's necessary. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so thank you for being willing to share your story. And yeah, it's great. Is there any last thing you wanted to say to a listener out there um, to encourage or just some thoughts? I think I would say that even though we might think it's not supposed to be this way. It is. It's exactly supposed to be this way. And it's up to us to acknowledge that, to be content with that, to find peace and joy in that. And it will come. I just know it will. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane was praying, Lord, Father, let this cup pass from me. But then he says, not my will be done, but your will be done. God's going to use this however he wants to. He's going to allow, you know, he doesn't want us to have pain and suffering, but we live in this broken world and that's what's going to happen. But God always wants the glory mm-hmm. and he's going to use your story to be glorified. So That's my prayer. Give God the glory through the story. Give God the glory through the story. Mm-hmm. Mary, thank you so much for sharing. Uh, we love you. Thank you. If somebody wants to reach out and learn more about Crosswalk Salem, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how do they get in touch with you or learn more about your ministry? I would say go directly to our website, which is crosswalksalem.org. And from that website, you can see the other supporters, you can donate, you can support, you can register. And I would love to say to those out there, see you at the park on January 7th. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you, Mary, for sharing. Thank you for the rec to host our podcast each week. We appreciate all you listeners. If you were impacted by this at all, please like and also share this with somebody you love. Have a great week. We'll see you next week.